0: Mm -hmm. Empowered Health a podcast shedding light on how healing is an inside job keys to your inner power and total transformation discussing wholeness wellness and the effects of the mind on the physical and energetic parts of our being a podcast to support you moving from fear and pain into wellness and purpose. Belief, hope, connection, energetic keystones for transformation and inner power. Sacred knowledge that inspires us to look within, to find our own unique path. Empowered health, release and rewire to become what you truly are. Strong, whole, and empowered. <speaking in foreign language>
1: Once upon a journey, a soul birthed out of oneness in its most beautiful, light-filled vibrancy. At this moment, the soul is filled with love and appreciation, having experienced only a state of pure consciousness perfectly balanced within a realm of light, nothingness, and everythingness.
2: Hi everyone, this is Jane and Shell, your naturopathic doctors, here to inspire you and
1: support you on your journey. Hi everyone, today we have with us Marco Misenato. But before we start, I just wanted to say I dedicate, we dedicate this podcast to Zara, an angel who departed from this planet on Monday evening in an act of unconditional love, saving her horse after just a tragic accident. And we love you, Zara. And this is just the perfect dedication for you. Marco.
3: Hello.
1: Hi, Marco. Marco is a composer, artist, and creative communicator of Unfolding Secrets, a symphony of the heart, and Sounds of Oneness. Marco uses the power of his heart to inspire creativity, music, words, and philosophy, to deliver supportive messages to people, to inspire others to dare into the voice of their own heart and overcome the fears of limited beliefs and consequences. And most importantly, to produce creative experiences that support and facilitate the release of blocked emotions within ourselves and trigger the process of remembering who we truly are. Marco recently produced a new composition, Journey of the Soul. Marco, welcome. We
2: are so thrilled to have you with us on our podcast today.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me and uh, thank you for the invitation.
2: You've recently written a nine-chapter book, The Journey of the Soul, accompanied by your beautiful music. Can you share with us what inspired you to do this?
3: Well, the um, inspiration comes always from the same place, which is uh, source. Uh, everything starts from source. Um, and so, like uh, in many other previous uh, creative projects, uh, also with Journey of the Soul, everything started with, uh, with a pool, of uh, an imaginative pool. Uh, once again, source asked me to step into the mystery of life and embrace uh, a creative venture. Uh, and so um, again i I started to follow my intuition, uh, to follow my feeling, my emotions, uh, and my creativity, and I started to take action uh, because that's how the creative process works. you You download the informations and then of course, you act upon it. As soon as I started to take action, uh, the journey took me to several countries in the planet in order to crystallize what I was envisioning um and uh, the the visualization was an ongoing process, so uh you start with with a feeling and an emotion, and then you crystallize that and then something new comes and something new comes, and little by little the puzzle starts to take shape and and you start to to see what is what is even want to come through you so that's how more or less i I create, um, and so that's what I did. It, it was a three uh, three years journey. Uh, it took me three years of work, uh, and it was, as usual, very transforming and very wonderful.
1: Beautiful. And what a message to bring something into fruition first from the heart, but then to take action. It's one of the most important important things, isn't it?
3: Well, yes. That's that's where some of us, or many of us, fail. Because we all have uh, what I just described is now something special. we are all by default creators um, but many of us uh, fall uh, fail in the crystallization of the uh, so the source wants to communicate through us, but then um, the the ego uh, start to create a narrative to discourage us from. Uh, doing what source is asking to do, uh, and so we just either procrastinate or we don't believe it's possible, or we just um, wait for the right moment that never comes. Or maybe okay, when I will retire, I will do that. You know, we have this um, this way to to postpone uh, our dreams. Also because fundamentally, we uh, it can be uh, intimidating to fully embrace our power. You know, can be very scary for us also because we have to let go at the at the comfort zone, at at the security, at, at following the the typical curriculum. You know,
1: mm-hmm. so and put yourself on the line because you then exactly yes. can be judged or, you know.
3: Yeah, for some reason, um, I, did, I never had that resistance in me. For me, it was quite natural. Since I was a little boy, I always uh, did that. So um, I guess uh, it, it for me was um, maybe a little bit less scary than others. But it took, a, I still take a lot of courage and a lot of effort um to follow uh, our imagination because always it always asks you to push the envelope and go in the unknown territory uh so that because the first reason of why we create is for our self remembering you know
1: yeah 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 so let's go back to the very first chapter where you talk about being in this pool of oneness and knowing who you, you know, who you are, you know, before we even enter incarnation.
3: Yeah. Um, well, in order to do that, I have to basically um, the the story of the book uh, begins when uh, when the soul in his uh, ethereal spaceless, formless, timeless realm looks through the horizon for his new adventure. And he scans through infinite amount of galaxies and uh, infinite oceans of possibilities. And in and while he's looking for, he gets you um, feel an attraction toward this little blue green planet which is very is pulsing and is is calling him and so he starts to pay attention to what is this uh, operating system about and what is the curriculum about and as he goes deeper into the understanding he gets more and more fascinated by this potentiality until he comes to a point where his fascination becomes a yes a, a deep profound yes and instantly at that moment he says yes he project himself at the edge of the of the enter uh, and he let himself fall into the vacuum, uh, which will lead him uh, to, to the fetus, to enter the fetus of the mother that he has chosen. Uh, and as he does so, of course, he start to remember, he start to forget who he is because by contrast, the curriculum wanted uh, one, uh, the demands a, a, le- a certain level of, the, of separation, fragmentation, and forgetfulness, and many other challenges like polarity separation and, and, and more and so as he fall into the tunnel, he starts to forget, forget, forget who he is, and he starts to condense into a physicality that he never experienced before, and at the moment where he entered the fetus of the mother is now uh, has a, f- a physicality and he starts to understand, uh, to deal with the idea of time and space and all that. And as he does that, uh, at this point he doesn't remember who he is at all. And he feels his first emotion. His first emotion is a sense of abandonment. He doesn't remember what he's feeling abandoned from or to, but he feels this this uh, cosmic abandonment uh, that um, uh, it's a cosmic abandonment that uh, is characterized his first experience, this physical, physical experience, and this abandonment triggering in him a sequence of new emotions that will unfold during the chapter after chapter and during the story of the of the book.
2: Mm-hmm. What do you think would make all of us brave souls come down to Earth, Marco? Because it is a difficult place, especially with the spiritual amnesia that we all come into on our journey.
3: Yes, it's where the curriculum of Earth is probably one of the most challenging ones. Uh, what makes a soul choose an adventure is basically the desire to evolve, uh, evolution, and the desire to go back home. Uh, with a higher level of consciousness, of uh, sense of self, you know, through different experiences and uh, mastering the curriculum of earth, it's, it's really uh, not for everybody. So, I believe that all the souls that are present right now, that have been walking on earth, are very strong and powerful souls. And uh, because, like you said, uh, particularly in the last 10,000 years, uh, the level of uh, fragmentation and separation is quite intense uh, to the point that um, maybe it wasn't even meant to be so intense mm-hmm. because the design, the blueprint of the physical experience has been altered at a certain point uh, to a level that we are not... Uh, We are not designed by the original prime creator of this planet, of this uh, experience.
1: And I remember listening to chapter one and your description, you know, when you were connected to all and oneness, I immediately remembered. And it just opened my heart and you just, you know, the, the feeling of it was incredible. So, you know... It's true. We get these
2: small little tidbits of of remembering where we're from yes. that come to all of us as we begin our spiritual journey. It's like we have this deep knowledge of it, but it's it feels more like faith than facts. It's and it's a knowing feeling.
3: Yes, yes. And this is also um, very much supported by what is happening right now in the solar system and in the Mother Earth itself. The frequencies, the Schumann uh, frequencies, are rising up very massively, and uh, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of um, waves of uh, awakening waves from the solar system, from the sun. Uh, so um, the process of remembering now is getting uh, more intensified and getting faster now.
1: Yeah, so beautiful, and even your music is is in like it brings you closer to Schumann resonance.
3: Yes. Well, uh, yes, because uh, uh, the way it has been conceived is, is not, uh, didn't involve the mind at all. Uh, and so it came in its pure state and also through the different sequence of productions, I made sure that the intent was pure. There was not a second agenda of any any means. There was not uh, an ego involved and, and an attachment to result. Or a need for something you know so uh, the only uh, motive was the pure joy to create as an act of service uh, and when when we uh, uh, position ourselves as creator with that fashion then our product is uh, uh, intensely transformative mm
2: mm-hmm. it has like a quality of purity because yes. you're not doing it for monetization or recognition right. yes. you're doing it because you're inspired to do it by source
3: yes and that's where m- many artists um often fail they uh they manage to have a quick moment of uh downloading from source in a pure form but as soon as the crystallizing form then the ego start to take over and and then there is a need for whatever kind of recognition, validation, um, desire for power, for fame, whatever is that, because um, very few uh, artists and very few of us uh, in general are getting to a level of consciousness where they are uncorruptible. Uh, We still have a fascination for the world of form, for the matrix, and that fascination doesn't allow us to stay uh, uh in a pure state of, of 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 vibrational offer
1: right, and even in the book, this is like a further uh chapter, but you describe your time in Hollywood and yes. how you had to choose to stay uncorruptible like you you describe yes. you just tell us about that
3: well, yeah, for me, it wasn't even a choice i mean uh even if i my ego wanted i couldn't but or even all my cellular structure was saying, no, it was impossible. I remember walking through or oh, entering this big uh, corporate music industry, entertainment business, uh, you know, I don't know, Paramount Record, Warner Brothers, these gigantic entertainers uh, industries uh, with the possibility to sign uh, the million dollar contract or sign whatever, uh, and I, I did, uh, literally felt pain in my stomach. I mean, it was uh, unbearable for me. My soul was telling me, this is not the experience we are here for. Uh, because as soon as you sign a contract, they are going to change what you what you are creating. And there is nothing wrong with that because the soul never judged right or wrong. It just was not in resonance for the reasons why I came on the planet you know, for, in the first place.
1: Talk talk more about tuning into this feeling of resonance. So beautiful.
3: Well, that's our uh, natural state of being. Uh, we all uh, have access to that state of resonance. Uh, we lost it uh, because we agree, we gave consent to um, uh, a, a degree, a certain degree of manipulation of the original matrix. And once we accepted that, Uh, Then, among many other alterations of the program, we also got uh, inserted in the left brain uh, this little program called Ego, who is uh, designed to do everything possible to distract us from from the here and now, from our connection with the soul. Um, And we accepted uh, this uh, challenge Uh, with great uh, excitement, uh, and it was an amazing challenge. It gave us a lot of wonderful uh, inputs and insights and and lessons. Um, So it's with great appreciation that now we should uh, uh, let go because we decided at a collective level, we decided not long ago that we are going to unplug this matrix, inverted matrix, because it served whatever experience it needed to give us and now we want to go back to the original blueprint of uh, what it means to be humans, which we completely forgot. We don't even know at this moment what it means really means to be humans. Um, so, uh, but once we get back there, what I'm describing to you is going to be the norm. It's going to be just uh, no big deal. We all are like that. You know, we are all unique. We are all creators and we all joyfully create and we all share. Uh, and everybody enjoy each other sharing.
2: What do you think is the biggest obstacle to unplugging from this matrix of, you know, money and power and survival and competition? What is the biggest obstacle for people to get back to their their true purpose of their soul journey?
3: Well, fundamentally is the emotion of fear. Uh, and a a huge amount of uh, programming uh, that we have uh, endured in the 10,000 years. So now we have to deprogram ourselves, you know? And uh, so that's the biggest obstacle for sure, yeah.
1: And well, just being aware that it's a program is the first step in that we have been programmed into a matrix.
3: Yeah. Yes, we have been in programming the matrix. I'm sorry, I have to answer this. Otherwise, they keep ringing. Um, Yes, we have been programmed into the matrix. Uh, uh, Maybe Through the matrix, there have been uh, uh, a sequence of programming, like uh, the idea of scarcity, uh, the the idea of survival, uh, the idea of... uh, Um, uh, separation, fermentation, aging, um, uh, all these ideas have been embedded in our system, in our operating system. And then the the ego capture these programs and amplify them with an infinite sequence of story. Because the ego fundamentally is a storyteller. It's just a, a program that keeps telling a story about how bad was the past, how bad it could be the future, be careful, uh, you know, and it's, it's based on judging and, and fear and, uh, and um, competition and, uh, and narcissism and all, all these uh, interesting, interesting emotions, uh, wonderful emotions because they have given us uh, uh, quite an amazing journey. Uh, And now uh, because that journey uh, as we go back to our original print We are going to be master of separation master of all this and which means that we have a lot to offer to All the life that is uh, out there uh, waiting for us
1: Do you believe what's going on the on the planet right now is an opportunity to move into a higher vibration?
3: Oh, absolutely. It's not just an opportunity is 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 unstoppable. I don't believe that anything can stop what is occurring right now. It can be delayed or uh, can be uh, slowed down by um, only by our fear, uh, by our consent to keep uh, um, uh, keep validating. Um, all those role-playing uh, that some soul have chosen to, to interpret uh, in order to give us a, a polarity uh, experience.
1: Beautiful. Let's go back to your remembering. And I think as children, we all do still resonate with this feeling of oneness and joy. But yeah. you describe, you know, as a young boy, how you would be experiencing a game of soccer that started out with comradeship and then turned to the matrix. Just tell us about that experience and
3: Otherwise. again, it was my creativity that uh, was always taking me to uh, uh pushing the envelope and, and breaking through the limiting uh, situations you know and so um when i was in, when I was a boy and I was uh interacting with with a group of people because when we were a child with children in uh, here in Italy uh, after school. Uh, the streets were our reality. We would go in the street to play and the street would be full of kids uh, with bicycle and soccer games and all kind of, it was very vibrant. Uh, and so we would, we would use our creativity to play and to create. Uh, most of, of the other kids would be settled down with the, the typical, okay, we play soccer, we do this, we do that. And I would always stretch a little bit. I would, I would create something different all the time uh because that was gave me the biggest joy it was for me was fun to to create something that didn't exist before
1: yeah and i i just remember you talking about how it was a joyful experience and then the reality of competition and you know the matrix stepped in and
3: well yeah um, because uh in in the case of the soccer game uh, for me soccer uh, was just Running through the the field with a sensation of freedom, with the ball and just play and have fun. I didn't care who win, who lose. This didn't matter mm-hmm. to me. Uh, but uh, the other kids often they get they would get very serious about uh, about the game to the point that we even fight or they uh, you know. And that was uh, I would see uh, that uh, with um, a little bit of sadness. Oh, a little bit of uh, almost curiosity because I, I didn't have it in me, so I could not understand what was, where was that coming from. And then, of course, as I walk deeper through the path, the path, uh, I started to gain a more understanding of how human at this time uh, operate and how the whole matrix is uh, orchestrated in order to create more and more separation.
1: Yeah, and you describe that um, in school as well. And I think we all have memories being forced into a certain role yes. model or a certain you know, way of being.
3: Yes, There's school was a, uh, another amazing experience. I never really, uh, w- I wasn't a really good student, not because I wasn't capable. It's just I didn't find those uh, material uh, how do you say, those uh those uh, books and those teaching particularly interesting. I could not really find a resonance with all those uh, uh, stories and um, formulas and all that I could not really relate to them. So for me it was quite boring. So I didn't really uh, thrive in school. I always would made it just enough to go to the next uh, next level. Uh, But it was, in a way, very painful, because also it was a fear-based system, you know, where you get grades, where you get the competition again was there, um, where there is an interrogation that could come from, you know, an adult, a teacher adult that was, uh, you know, um, uh, articulating himself, uh, interpreting a role that it was very severe and very, um, you know, uh, serious, everything was so serious, you know. So... Um, i could not I could never really copy with that
2: is if how how would you design a new matrix so that people could actually thrive, feel connected, and live their spiritual purpose
3: I think the the world as it is is perfect once we go back to the original uh, blueprint, which is based on uh, on the the celebration of uniqueness. And the celebration of diversity, and the celebration of um, uh, creativity by exercising uh, our inner gifts. Uh, this is a this is a operative system operating system that is what is based on diversity. Uh, it's the celebration of diversity, while many other oper- operating system out there, they're basically uh, you know everybody look the same, everybody do the same. Here is this is an amazing experience because each of us is an individual, uh, and in his individuality is uh, unique. There is no one uh, that is exactly like the other. There is no one. Everybody are completely different. It's very much like uh, like if I um, I sometimes I use this example. If I take a, a cup, right, and I I let it. Crash into the floor. This uh, cup goes into millions of pieces. Some are big, some are small, some are little dust. Some goes very very far. Some stay in the in the impact uh, zone. Uh, but they are all. There is no one piece of the of the cup that is identical to another one. Uh, and the the beautiful thing is that. Uh, no matter how big they are or how small they are, they are all equally important to for the recreation of the cup. Mm. You know? So uh that is beautiful because it take away the idea the idea of hierarchy. Uh, it take uh, um, away uh, the the fear of uh, it actually increases celebration of differences and of uh, of difference in size, in color, in shapes, in form, in in everything is a celebration. And once all the pieces come back from their journey, uh, now the cup is much more vibrant, is is much more alive, is is much more uh, enlightened.
1: Yeah, and and the only way to create the cup is for us each to become the piece that we are by listening to our heart.
3: Yes, Uh, and that is a given in the normal, uh, in the original operating system. It's been... uh, It's been altered with the inverted matrix Uh, and so uh, everybody now... uh, by listening to the ego and the outside programming, now everybody struggles to celebrate who they are, uh, and they all play the part of uh, being small and insignificant, mm-hmm. or uh, superior. <laughs> That's the other side, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what is this inverted matrix? You also talk about it like a mirror, and it's almost no. like we can't see reality. It's well.
3: Yes, we were, about 10,000 years ago, uh, uh, we, uh, as a collective, uh, have been proposed to, to alterate this, uh, this game, this hologram, to alter the operating system uh, in order to make the experience of polarity more intense. Uh, and we, in a way, you can say maybe in a, in a little bit naive way, but we accepted we accept this alteration and so uh we have been put in this this bubble where uh everything is inverted so what is true is false what is false is true if you notice out there everything is inverted i mean you know you know you go to the doctor it does exactly the opposite of what is <laughs> issue is the truth right uh, i'm not, i'm talking about the traditional doctor not not the holistic one, of course, but even the education, it, it's all inverted. So what is false is true. What is true is false out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's so it makes the game much, much more difficult.
1: Yeah. I remember my mom saying to me when I was quite young, because she went through a really difficult situation. She would say, what seems is not, and is not seems. It, and it's so hard to tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. between, Yeah. And so you get judged and, you know, on what people see or what they think they see when it's not even the reality of the
3: situation.
1: Yeah, yes.
3: Yeah, and that makes uh, the the journey, in a way, fascinating uh, and very, very challenging. So, uh, and yet, despite that inverted uh, data, we still manage To connect with love we still manage to collect with joy maybe in small doses but we still are able to reach those high frequencies and that tells a a lot about humanity and how powerful we are
1: yeah and well your book really brings this higher frequency to the planet and listening to it is incredible and i i feel that is what is the most important thing right now, is to stay in a higher frequency out of fear. What's the first step to do that, Marco? To pull yourself out of that you know, fear-based
3: model? Um, well, the first is to acknowledge the fear. Uh, and then uh, uh, this, the most important thing is to step into a level of appreciation. So um, whatever is causing fear uh, is basically uh, giving us a sign that there is something in us that is not organic, is not operating from an organic way. And so uh, fear in many ways is, is a friend, very much like the pain. Can be considered a friend for the body because if we wouldn't feel any pain, we would die because we would not be aware that something is wrong in our body. We will continue to walk until we collapse, right? But we mm-hmm. have pain. The pain tells us, uh, "Careful, there is something, some part of your body that is not working. You need to check it out." And so the same is fear. Fear is uh, your emotions, uh, your thoughts, your believing system is going towards the direction that, is, uh, uh, that needs to be rectified in order for you to go back in track, right? So the fear, when we feel fear, paradoxically, we, we should even get excited because we get a chance to um, uh, identify a program and with this identification, um, we, uh, sometimes just the recognition of the program is enough for the program to dissipate uh and sometimes it takes some a little bit more work but uh, if we uh, identify the program and we step into appreciation because the program has given us an experience uh and that experience was extremely valuable valuable uh, because now we know better we we feel better we resonate better we discern better so as soon we recognize what this fear is bringing to our attention, uh, we, uh, if we have the, uh, the level of consciousness that allows us to step into appreciation, uh, then, uh, then the fear will be gone instantly because it cannot hold those kind of frequencies. The appreci- appreciation is probably the highest uh, frequency we, have, we can tap into. Is even more than gratitude because gratitude is still within the polarity game, while appreciation is is above. So in fact, um, I would say that a difference between an um, uh, an ordinary person walking on the street and a Jesus is just a different level of appreciation. That's the only difference,
1: you know. Yeah. I love what you're saying. And even in a diagnosis that is difficult to, you know, to pull out of fear, um, and see appreciation for what we're all you know, you may be going through. Yeah, would be incredibly powerful. Mm mm-hmm. To take
2: the poor me out of the experience and the fear and go into a thankfulness and a learning and a strengthening of the soul.
3: Yeah, that is the the major, number one contract that we uh, um, program where we inherit uh, the idea of victim. Uh, Because uh, uh, what is demanding, what is the the request from life right now is that we step fully into responsibility. Uh, And that means to let go completely at the idea of victim. Uh, which is very deeply uh, inherited in our system and right now. I mean, I, I walk on the street and I hear the people complain and uh, constantly sponsoring stories of he did that to me, uh, you know, I'm hurt because that, you know, this victim uh, story needs to be let go if we want to pers- uh, continue the journey into what is waiting for us
1: yeah and to raise our vibration and and you even talk about going into neutrality like not so it not playing this victim as the first step
3: yes yes neutrality is the key uh neutrality is the key to pass through the polarity into a state of oneness um and that's the most exciting challenge we have right now because right now um a lot a lot of um As my record, previous record says, unfolding secrets. A lot of unfolding secrets are coming to surface. The occult is coming to surface. And it carries with itself some quite intense uh, narrative about what we are doing in this planet. Uh, And it gets quite intense and quite dark. I mean, very dark sometimes. Uh, and so that's the biggest challenge for us, to maintain a level of neutrality um, and understand and see the perfection in everything and understand that uh, everything is a role-playing, uh, no matter how dark it is, it's still, it's still a role-playing that uh, that is orchestrated for us to have a, a, an experience. Um, you know, from, from the soul, Point of view: the whole Earth experience is a blink of the eye, you know. A blink,
1: yeah, just like a
2: blink in time, which we understand time in this dimension, but yeah. in other dimensions there isn't such a thing as time.
3: Right, and it's all uh, uh, what what a. Um, I already said that in a in a past interview. What really uh, was the key for me to navigate uh, through the journey, particularly in the early days when I was a child, uh, it would it was this um, natural way for me to lay down at night after a long day, or a short day, whatever, after a day, um, and before I close my eyes with my head on the pillow. Uh, and go to and fall asleep, I would revisit uh, the entire day and I would go through uh, all the uh, I would see all the actors of the day, the good, the bad and, and the evil, uh, and I would see them uh, outside from the role playing as one as love, and I would see everybody hugging each other and, and becoming one and with that vision, I would fall asleep. And in that way, I would reset myself fresh for the day after, so I would go back to my day, the day after, uh, without carrying with me, you know, the heaviness of the past day. That was for me the key way to constantly uh, reset my operating system.
2: That's incredible, and also to keep yourself from separating. You know, because if you just laid in your bed and thought of the resentments of s- certain actions and whatever, we separate when we feel disappointed. Exactly.
3: Yes. So I would, do, I would see, I would feel the pain, I would feel the separation, but I, I would feel uh, at the same time a tremendous av- amount of love, to the point that often I would cry, and then uh, what I would do, I would go. Uh, remembering those feelings, the beautiful, orgasmic feeling of oneness and love, I would go at the piano trying to recreate that so that I could make other people feel the same. Mm
1: -hmm. You know? Yeah, and I remember in your story, you know, you talk about the feeling of abandonment, which is, you know, brutal and painful, but then the compassion that came when you recognized that when you remember to recognize that everyone was one.
3: Yes, absolutely. The the abandonment, uh, all these emotions were amazingly beautiful. Because we all lived all these emotions. Uh, we all feel them, uh, but then we have a choice. Either we embrace them creatively, or we shut down and we, we follow the curriculum, right? So, I would I would uh, deal with sadness, and I would say, "Okay, what can I do with sadness? This is such an amazing. I would love sadness. I wouldn't feel um, uncomfortable. I would just fully embrace sadness, fully embrace abandonment. I would I would go for the emotion, and then I would, I would express it through music, uh, and and that would lead me to the next emotion, to the next emotion." Um, and the desire to do something about it, you know? I feel this sad, I see all these people that are, I can feel the pain, okay, what are we going to do with it? What can I do, mm-hmm. you know? That was the, uh, the the most positive outcome of feeling sadness, of feeling abandoned, of feeling um, uh, sorrow, you know? Uh, it was this desire to take action and do something and, and, and be operative and be supportive, right? And in mm-hmm. fact, the emotion of sadness led me to the desire to search. That's why the third track is called "Searching Hearts," because the sadness, that incredible, beautiful sadness, um, uh, triggered me the desire to search for for the truth, uh, so that I can do something about it. And so I went deeper into search, and then the search uh, grow me uh, grow uh, into uh, a recognition of how beautiful it is to be human, how beautiful is this planet, um, you know. And that's that's where um, uh, that recognition took me to slowly uh, understand and Unfolding secrets. That's the the other uh, tracks. After searching hard, there is the the recognition of beauty, which is the song Soave. And then after that, there is the 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 unfoldment of all the occult, where you you start to see where you start to see what really is the truth, even if it's inverted. Uh, and and then after that. Um, there is the song life at the mirror because now the mirror start to reflect the more correct images of who you are so you start to see who you really are you understand that everybody are one so that's the 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 process that i went through in my life
2: beautiful I, i just you know what does it feel like marco when you when you finally experience that we are all one that we're all one and we're all infinite and we're all you know originating from love
3: uh it's a breathtaking orgasmic uh, sense of love uh and uh, it's um it's a deep profound level of appreciation for being alive for for existing uh and is the desire to um is the recognition uh, in everyone that we are we are all one. There is no separation. There is no more separation in that moment. So that's the feeling, the feeling of oneness. Uh, well, eventually the feeling of oneness uh, will grow uh, to the point where we go back to source. But um, when you go back to source, uh, there is a, a celebration, of course, uh, but then uh, nothing is really going on <laughs> much, you know, nothing is happening at that point because there is no more form, there is no shape, there is no adventure. There is only one breath. Uh, and, and so once you go back to source, it's like paradise is not so interesting after a while. Okay, <laughs> you know, imagine. You know, I don't know, many people uh, visualize paradise like clouds or, or somebody uh, visualized the typical beach, you know, with the beautiful sun. It's beautiful for a week, for a month, maybe for two months. But after a while, you know, you say, OK, what's next? Let's do something about it, you know. And I guess that's how Source uh, creates, because the Source is everything that exists. And. uh when you are everything that exists, nothing, there is nothing. There is only white and one breath. There is nothing. So from that nothingness, source creates life in order to experience itself, in order to have an experience. So each of us, for example, in this planet, um, every time we, we, we move forward, uh, our journey and we uh we create something uh, a source ha- ha- has experienced an orgasmic uh feeling of of feeling even more alive more vibrant you know because again it's like if if you are everything uh you cannot have any experience. The only way to have an experience is to fragment yourself, is to create something outside of you so that you can experience that. If you are everything that exists, there is no spaciousness for experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So we need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves and tune into this feeling of appreciation for why we're here. It's
3: well. To feel sorry for yourself also is an experience. Uh, and for many it's a valid experience. You see, the soul doesn't judge right and wrong, you know. Uh the ju- the soul operates through resonance and dissonance. It says, Okay, that's an interesting experience, that's not so interesting. Okay, so let's go for this one, you know. Um but it never it never tells you that is that is bad or that is good. That's the ego, yeah. you know. Uh, so, it might be, for a soul, uh, interesting to feel sorry, to experience this idea of of feeling sorry for myself, you know, that's an interesting experience, let's, let's dwell with that for a little bit, let's see how it feels, you know.
1: I like your idea of feeling, I, I mean, we have patients that want to go on antidepressants, so that, and but the, the result is that you don't feel, and, you know, how to get that across, that the feeling and the pain is as important to growth as as anything
3: yes, it is for as long as uh as you need that experience um, because then some people are also addicted to uh, again feeling sorry for themselves, feeling uh, you know they make all their disease uh a a good um way not to take responsibility, they get comfort because they get a lot of attention, you know. Uh, they get a lot of uh they have some payoff but they don't want to let go and so although they say that they want to cure themselves um you you will see that they they actually do everything not to sometime mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and how do you get out of that? You know, if you're, it's a, it's like a a small, it is like an addiction because you're getting attention and um, you're getting filled up by something, but it's not of, of, you know, it's not who from yourself. Well, it's a disempowering feeling
2: too, because you don't have to take responsibility for, you know, living your fullest life perhaps.
3: Mm. Well, some, some soul decided that they want to incarnate in this life and they want to go that deep, deep into the bottom and then come up. But that's the experience they've chosen. You know? Uh, and so that's what they will do. Deep into the... The bottom. The bottom the of... The
1: bottom, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's like when we talk about it, like the spiral. Because you can go deep into the tightest part of the spiral in order to yes. come back up.
3: Yeah, yeah. Some, some of the people will decide to become zombies and allow the artificial intelligence to take completely over. That's also an experience. Uh, so there is that possibility, you know. Yeah, and what's... So
1: that would shut down... It would somewhat... Like, it is an experience, but it would shut down um, the soul. But to remain connected to the earth and to our hearts is the, the other side of that. Could you talk about that?
3: Uh, how to remain connected with the, with the earth?
1: Yeah, and why? It's so important.
3: Well, why? Because it's fun. It's beautiful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience once we are uh, back to our full uh, operating system with all the dna operating with the pineal gland open and with all the chuck everything is functioning it's going to be an amazing journey we have the same power of the prime creator of this uh, system operating system in fact we are fundamentally all prime creators it's like uh, you are a prime creator over there creating something. I'm a prime creator here, creating something. And I look at you and say, that's interesting. What are you doing there? Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, can I try it? And then I jump into your operating system and see how it feels, you know. But fundamentally, we are all uh, prime creators because we are all unique. Like the cup, when you crush it, we are all unique, you know. Uh, and there is not a superiority or inferiority. That's an agenda that has been in, uh, installed into into the mar- inverted matrix, where there is this God that you have to earn your, your living, you have to deserve, you are, you are a sinner. These are all stories, interesting stories, that give us a very colorful experience, but they are stories that don't have anything to do with the, with the original uh, um, way of, of life.
1: Yeah, and to let go of that is so freeing.
3: Yes, yes. And it's it's beautiful to experience. You see, also the experience of feeling free can be really experienced when you haven't been free for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you've always been free, and I tell you, oh, you're so free, you don't even understand what I'm saying because you don't know anything else. But once you experience a lack of freedom, then you can appreciate freedom like you couldn't before. So that's what is going to happen to us. We have been lacking so much uh, uh, freedom and so many other things, but now we are regaining. And so our level of appreciation is going to skyrocket. It's going to be uh, like, like nobody else, you know, because we experience the lack of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: We've experienced it so much in the last few months.
3: Oh yeah, uh, I think the next uh, few months is going to be even more.
1: Yeah. Right? And and you know, even after you've had no food or you you know, you've been very hungry with very little for a period of time, you so appreciate the good tastes and the exactly. the great food. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Marco, just tell us a bit about your uh, your viewpoint on the fifth dimension and this lack polarity or duality, and maybe where we're headed. Um,
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Although sometimes I use the word fifth dimension, three dimension. I don't. I don't. I don't focus on that. I just see on a moment by moment um, how uh, to progress. Um, but um, I anticipate. Uh, I know. I there is a knowing uh, that we are about to enter a, a level of um, consciousness that will. Uh, take our breath away in so many ways uh, so but that is important that I use the word knowing because there's a difference between hoping or having faith which are still again in the polarity game because when you hope for something there is a subtle still a subtle uh, powerlessness where you're not fully in charge. So your hope that the outside circumstances will get better, you have faith that it will get better. Uh, And that's okay. But once you step into a knowing, so you know, now uh, you are completing your power. And so with knowing, there is not, the, the polarity game cannot really do much with that. You know, once you know the polarity game cannot trick you, cannot trick you, while with faith, with hope, can still manipulate the situation because you are still saying, "Hey, I hope that things will get better," you know, mm-hmm. um, and so you're still uh, looking outside circumstances. Uh, hoping that outside circumstances get better so that you can feel better. But once you know, you are positioning position yourself in a sovereignty, in a full sovereignty where you say I know that it's going to be better it, It is better already now. You know, once you uh, um address the experience with the knowing, uh then in a way you can let go of the drama. Uh and you can you don't you stop taking everything seriously. Uh, because you don't you don't feel that um you the your happiness your joy depends from something else uh, it's it's all it's all based on uh, on uh, on your vibration or what you choose to vibrate with
1: and and when you talk about it in this knowing i i feel a connection to my heart it's like yeah. which is part of it
3: yes yes the heart is, is where the soul resides so the heart is uh, it's our soul our soul is uh, is uh, who we really are we um with the uh, ego uh, program uh we are constantly thinking um, and in those thoughts uh, uh there is no possibility that we have access to the soul But no matter how much we think, uh, between one thought and another one, there is always a space. And in that space, there is our soul. Uh, So we need to stretch uh, those thinking so that we can go and connect with ourselves more and more.
1: And follow our true path, if we're listening.
3: Yeah. Yeah, basically following, um, uh, positioning the, that's what it has to happen in the next few years. Um, we need to, um, the ego is now getting more and more destabilized. It's getting more frantic because the matrix outside, the inverted matrix is collapsing. So the ego is not getting any input anymore from outside. And so it's, it's literally going crazy. Is falling apart um, and in, within the next few years the ego will collapse completely and so we will reconnect uh, we will uh, have a chance to put the, the heart which is the soul at the driving at the driver's seat which is what how it was before before we would follow the operating system would be made basically of the intelligence of the soul and the intelligence of the body and the intelligence of the of the of the gut the gut feeling the intestine, the intelligence of the gut feelings, which is basically connected with the human collective experience uh, while the intelligence of the body is connected with the intelligence of mother earth uh, and the intelligence of the soul is connected with uh, with source directly with Source. So we have this amazing three intelligences that uh, are operating and they are incredibly powerful and they all go in the same direction while the ego is trying to do everything to push us towards the opposite direction. So now as we progress in the next few years we will have less and less and less ego and we will be able to listen more and more the intelligences of our operating system and we will start to flourish, we start to become more and more vibrant.
1: Yeah, wow. And the way to that is by connecting to our heart, which connects to source and...
3: Yeah, the way is to follow our joy, to follow our imagination and then to uh, deprogram ourselves to, um, to feel those fears, uh, what they have to say to us, uh, uh, and to uh, deprogram whatever programming they are carrying with themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, Marco, your music really allows us to remember what you're saying, and I encourage everyone to listen to it. It's incredible. And one final question. You talk about dolphins and, you know, our connection to dolphins. And when you mentioned joy, I just, I thought we'd talk about that for a minute.
3: Well, in my perception, uh, the reason why I I call the dolphins and the whales to the last chapter of the book, which is the celebration, the moment of celebration, is because dolphins and whales are the, the essence of source, in my perception. They are the essence of celebration, of, of uh, knowledge, of uh, wisdom, of, of fun, of, uh, of joy, of creativity. And so it really felt felt uh, good to close this uh, this uh, this book uh, with this uh, scene where I I I see this uh, basically this uh, white boat uh, floating into the blue of the Caribbean Ocean. Uh, and and then uh, there is this the melody of the dolphin song that uh, it's basically a call for the dolphins and then we see from the horizon the dolphins coming towards us and until they in great number they start to surround um, the uh, the boat uh, and in that celebration we see and recognize all the actors that have been acting through our life the good the bad and the and the ugly, they all come together and they all reveal themselves for what they are, uh, just a beautiful soul that they've been acting in order to give us a beautiful show. Pretty much like what happened when you go to the theater, at the end of the show, you know, the curtain open again and everybody are clapping and, and all the actors are holding hands and they are bowing in front of the crowd and they hug each other, and celebrating the beautiful show they have created so that is the how i see i i see often uh the uh, the ending of this uh of this journey uh and and then of course the ending the celebration is just a quick moment because as the book finished uh, it says okay what's next now what is the next adventure you know because the jo- the the joy is in the journey, not in the destination.
1: In the mm-hmm. creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we'll see what's next for you, Marco. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, how do people find you? And we'll we'll put the link to this beautiful book up in the description. But just tell us how they can find you and a little bit more.
3: Yes, uh, I have a website. It's called uh, soundsofoneness.com, soundsofoneness.com. And, uh, and uh, that's where they can find the music. Uh, and also they can connect with me via email uh, at info at soundsofoneness.com.
1: And to connect to
3: this book, is it up on the internet or is it yes, in sound? Yes, it's on Sounds of Oneness. Uh, they will see the icon of the book, they click on it, and then there is an opening of the of the of the page, the landing page of the product, and that's where they can listen to the music, uh, um, they can see videos, they can read about it, and if they want to, they can also buy it.
1: Perfect. Wonderful it's a beautiful journey. I encourage everyone to listen to the journey of the soul. Thank you. Thank you, Marco. And to everyone out there, I want to remind them, I want to remind you, don't give away your power to anyone else.
3: Just go be you.